All right, this is Brent Leary. I'm actually coming live from CRM Evolution in New York City. It just wrapped up a great couple of days, lots of great sessions, lots of great speakers. I even had a chance to close the show with a panel on what you can learn from sports, but that's besides the matter right now. I'm here speaking with Giles House. He is the SVP and CMO of Caldas Cloud. Giles, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Brent. Great to be here. So before we start talking about lead to money, I know that's uh, really near and dear to your heart. It certainly is. Let's hear a little bit of your personal background. Sure. Well, I've been, um, I've been in software now for a good 10 years, spent all my life in it, um, in my professional capacity, of course. Um, joined SAP and spent a good five years there in the field in, in sales and pre-sales and business development. So it was a great experience, great fun, great people. Um, did a little bit of work with some Microsoft partners for a couple of years um, and then moved to Catalyst Cloud in 2010 uh, where I now head up the, uh, the marketing team in, in sunny Pleasanton, California. Tell us a little bit more about Catalyst Cloud, what you guys do. Yeah, so as you, as you alluded, Brent, uh, the proposition is lead to money. You know, we're a, we're a global enterprise SaaS company um, and our focus is on helping salespeople and the marketing teams as well close more deals faster. We want to get more deals, we want to get bigger deals, and we want to do it as easily as we can. So I'm I can assuming see efficiently too, is it? As efficiently as possible, <laughs> yeah. I can sort of see your next question is going to be, well, how do you do that? Let me say, well, how do you do that? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Um, essentially, it, it is a process. You know, To acquire a new customer starts with mining all of that intelligence of what they're doing on your website, how they're responding to your marketing campaigns. And so for the marketer, the proposition is, you know, it's marketing automation, it's how do we execute those campaigns more officially, how do we get better quality leads, not just more leads, um, and how do we get more intelligence out of our website, which you know, is, is often a neglected resource for companies, but it's their shop window. So you've got to be able to track all those anonymous visitors. And something like 90% of your traffic can be anonymous, so that's a huge amount of traffic that you're losing insight from. So we've got to sort that out, and that's something that we do. And then it's really about how does marketing enable the sales force? So the content, the buyer journeys, having that all aligned in a, in a sort of prescriptive model. So really having the salespeople just being able to go into the portal, look at what content they should be using based on you know, where they are in the sales cycle, where the buyer is, you know, what type of industry, what type of product, however you want to categorize it, it's important that the content and the tools are there for the salespeople and for the marketing team you get great insight as to what do the salespeople actually want and what are they using. And I've thrown a little anecdote from one of our customers. You know, they had uh, 30,000, 40,000 pieces of marketing collateral, not uncommon for a big company. When they managed to centralize it all into the portal, they found that 90% of that content, 90%, was never looked at by salespeople. So that meant salespeople, for every 10 documents they were looking through, only one of them was useful. And that was a huge amount of money investment that marketing was, was wasting. Was it, uh, was it the fact that, that it was, they billed it as not being useful or it was so much that they just didn't even take the time to actually sift through it to find out if there was any other things there? It was, they found it was actually a bit of both. So they actually managed to reduce their content by about 40, 50%. Wow. So they did find that some of the stuff was, came up in searches and, and you know people looked at it and it just wasn't useful. But mm. a lot of the time, um, it was just not found. Wow. It was just gathering digital dust. So there's an enablement piece, and that's really where the, the, the story is for the marketing team. And then it's really the salespeople. So obviously we've helped them with the content, 
sales managers need to help them with coaching and, and having sales training right. and making sure the sales guys actually do the training because you know there's a lot of research out there um, I think it was Forrester published a survey last year of, of B2B buyers globally and they said that something like only one in five meetings with a buyer resulted in a successful follow-on meeting so four out of the five meetings with a salesperson useless no value so it's partly the fact that they don't have all that insight from the marketing team but also partly the fact that they haven't got the training they haven't done the training they don't know the value proposition mm -hmm. they don't know the customer pain points whatever it may be but we're not doing a good enough job in enabling our sales force to turn up and be a players every time which is what we need to do so there's a sort of performance angle and, and Gartner talks about it in terms of sales performance management how do we get the salespeople to be better? But then there's also an effectiveness angle. Think of it as let's remove friction from the process. Right. So technology such as configure price quote, being able to generate um, the maximum value sized quote on your iPad prompts from the system to the sales guy that says, hey, make sure you offer premium support. We've got a special discount on that. Mm -hmm. But then also backing that up with a real time view of their commission statement. So the commission statement says, this is why you need to do it because you're gonna get double commission if you select this option. And we've had customers that had, um, one springs to mind, they had a support product that they were just struggling to sell. No salesperson included it in the deal. It was quite a complex quote that they were putting together, mm -hmm. but they just didn't include it. So they implemented the CPQ solution, our CPQ solution, and just by having it pop up at the time of putting that quote together, they saw their attach rate go from zero to almost 100%. Because the customers always wanted it. It turned out the customers always wanted it, but the sales guys never proposed it. So having that sort of prescriptive guided selling mm -hmm. becomes really, really valuable. Even if you're a, a relatively small company with a handful of products, there's still an efficiency piece to be able to turn out a quote with all the various discount rules adhered to, mm -hmm. rather than it having to go to your manager and get lost in the email inbox. Because I've got to approve everything system takes care of that so you manage by exception rather than approve every single quote that goes out because the system makes sure that the sales guys aren't excessively discounting okay and instead of just peanut butter spreading that discount across everything the system will game it so that the things that are the higher margin items like software for example they'll apply the most discount there and protect the margin on the hardware for example so let's let's look at it uh, from a couple of different perspectives here. you have sales and you have marketing <clears throat> It sounds like this is actually changing the relationship between the two, hopefully for the better. And also when you look at the way that consumers are buying today, salespeople are kind of misaligned with, with what's going on with the customer. So how does this approach help the salesperson get more aligned with the current um, customer? And how does marketing help sales in that alignment? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And the answer is, yeah, we are trying to change the way sales and marketing teams behave. For me, it, it just feels like it, it, it's a crazy issue. It feels like it should be a non-issue uh, because I've spent time in the field and now I'm in marketing, so I've got that perspective, which I think is hugely valuable for any marketer out there. But a lot of people haven't got that perspective and sales have their, you know, they cast their aspersions on the effectiveness of the marketing team and advice. We want it. better leads, right? Yeah, we want better leads. What are you guys doing? We can do this ourselves. You know, it's it's a well-trodden path. But our philosophy, what we believe, is that the sales and marketing have to be joined at the hip. You know, we'll go back to that, that, that survey, the Forrester survey, one in five meetings was successful. Only one in five meetings was successful. If we take our company, for example, we have, uh, we have our lead to money suite, and in that there's 
eight different products, let's say. Mm -hmm. And if you come to our website and you've just watched our overview video, and you've filled in a form to download our lead to money white paper, and then my sales development team calls you up, <laughs> with just that knowledge, they're not going to be prepared to go into any kind of detail on any of those areas. They're not going to have a clue what you're interested in. Right. And, and we are, you know, we're not a big complicated company. As I said, we've got eight products organized in a suite. But if that inside salesperson knows, for example, that you've not only filled in this form, but all that anonymous browsing you were doing before that, where you spent two minutes, 36 seconds on the configure price quote page, and then you spent two minutes watching the configure price quote overview demo video, that salesperson's got a much better idea that what you're really interested in is configure price quote. Right. So marketing captures that information, but it doesn't always get it to the salesperson. So there's two challenges. One is get the information, get it in an easy to digest format to the salespeople. So our philosophy, and we have these lead alerts that go out to all the sales force, the exec team, the marketing team, and the sales guys can also set up their own individual alerts so that if any of their accounts are on the website looking at anything, they'll get that intelligence in real time. And that's absolutely critical. And that really helps to drive alignment because they find that to engage early means that the conversion rates and the quality is a lot higher. You know, what's top of mind now in an hour's time for a busy person is bottom of mind. Right. So it's important to get onto it straight away. So we, it, it helps with aligning the consumer with the salesperson and it also helps sales get aligned with marketing. Mm -hmm. What are the, the immediate results or the immediate metrics that you can point to that says this is working or this is not working? Sure. I think the overriding thing is um, think about the customer experience. You know, there's been a lot of talk at the conference around experience, engagement. I don't want to get into that kind of work. But <laughs> a lot of it, people sort of think experience begins in the call center when I've got a problem. Um, and it doesn't. The, the first part of the customer experience is that first date. When you speak to a salesperson, they are your first representative. Right. Now, if that salesperson doesn't do a good job of articulating the value proposition, um, or worse still, is trying to talk to you about something yeah, that you're, you're not, not interested, interested in, in right. or even worse, Brent, when they're trying to talk to you about something that you've already bought from them, <laughs> that is a dreadful experience. Yeah. And I can tell you, I've had vendors who um, you know, want to sell to us running lead gen programs who we're already working with, telling me why I should be working with them. And guess what happens when that contract's up for renewal? You're not doing a renewal. I'm not doing a renewal because no. that's very, it's a bad experience and it leads me to believe that if they haven't got a handle on me as their client, then how on earth are they going to do a good job for me elsewhere? So in the end, you end up knowing more about the company than the company knows about you. Yeah. And what you know about them leads you to go another direction. Exactly. Because you know that they don't have their act together. Exactly. This has been a great conversation with Giles House. Tell us where people can learn more about what you guys are doing over at Caldas Cloud. Uh, easiest way is calidusclouds.com, C-A-L-L-I-D-U-S cloud.com. Um, we've got videos, white papers, content galore. I like the, I just like the phrase, lead the money. I think that's a really good cloud. We've heard about other clouds. It's good to have the lead the money, because that's probably the one that most people are probably interested in anyway. Yeah, some people sort of get it straight away, other people don't. But it's, you know, if you think about it, how do we get a lead into money, i.e. a customer, as quickly as possible. And, and that's, that's the name of the game. Right? That's the name of the game. <laughs> All right, that's great.